Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today is December 30th, 2021. And our first story, Joe Biden has signed a deal for a COVID test factory that will not open for three years, proving they expect to have these restrictions in place into 2025. In our next story, a leftist explodes in a viral thread saying they should never have voted for Joe Biden. They're now realizing they were lied to about everything. And in our last story, another producer at CNN arrested for crimes against children. CNN has got it bad. And before we get started, leave us a good review. Give us five stars and tell your friends about the show because it really does help. Now, let's get into that first story. Twenty twenty one is coming to a close and we are still in the midst of the pandemic now almost two years old and a new deal from President Joe Biden suggests it will not be over and will likely extend beyond 2024. Biden signs a hundred and thirty seven million dollar deal with a German pharmaceutical company for covid test strip factory that will take three years to build. It won't be functioning until late twenty twenty four. The pandemic's not going to end. It's been almost two years. It's not going to end unless you go out, vote local in every possible election, but most importantly, primaries. Vote out the neocon establishment Republicans. Now, I also think progressives and left populists should be voting out establishment Democrats. But I got to be honest, I believe if the Democrats retain the House, the presidency or whatever other positions they can, and it is still populist, you know, younger Democrats, progressives who are voting at the incumbents, they're still going to favor lockdowns and restrictions. It is only going to come through more libertarian minded populist Republicans in the House that will finally end the restrictions and the lockdowns and bring things back to normal. They want to call it a new normal. That's what they say. They say it it is normal. It's the new normal. This This is the way things are now. And it's not the first story we've seen suggesting this is going to extend for a long time. In Australia, where things are particularly bad and they have internment camps where people are taken without due process, well, they're building a new facility that won't be completed until mid-2022. When this was announced, I said it right away. Look, Australia is planning to have these restrictions in place well past mid-2022 because they're not going to end it before they've built it. Now, to be fair, it's entirely possible these are just bad deals and they could build a facility and they could spend $137 million and then not need it, not use it. But I think based on everything we've seen so far, it's going to extend. Can you believe it? Almost two years of this. When was, can you, can you think back to the before times as the media has referred to it? Well, out here in West Virginia and places like Florida, things are back to normal. Things haven't changed. But for the blue states, it's getting worse. Now you take a look at some of the new, new data coming out, and they're saying the U.S. broke a world record for cases. Omicron is worse than ever. And that says to me, 
that there will be hard lockdowns. New York City, uh, for instance, locked down uh, Apple stores. They shut down all their stores. And maybe we'll get uh, uh, Joe Biden advocating for and pushing harsh mandates. The courts may actually end up siding with them. We don't know. Maybe not. But I will tell you this. Should the Democrats win? Should the neocons win? We're going to be locked down forever. In the UK, they had a big conservative victory. Boris Johnson is still pushing these policies. Even if he is a conservative, it doesn't matter. We need to vote in the primaries and remove the incumbents and get in new, fresh, bright-eyed populists who will say, live and let live. It's been a crazy year, my friends. Outside of this, I do have a breakdown from Axios of all the stories of the year and exactly what went down. And I want to, I want to talk about that too, because I think this is very relevant and re- very relevant entering the new year. This will be my last segment for the year on this channel. We're going to be doing the Timcast IRL show late tonight, and then we're off for New Year's Eve, New Year's, and then we'll be back, you know, first thing. So it's just one, one extra day off because tomorrow's New Year's Eve and everybody needs that day to celebrate. But next year is going to be brutal. The midterms could change everything. Do you think the Democrats, the shills, the establishment, their, their, their um, super PACs are going to sit back and just let independent voices push them out? No. There's going to be smears. There's going to be harassment. People are going to get censored. Anyone who opposes the establishment will get burned, figuratively. But let's read about what's going on with this lockdown, this, this, this extended, potentially likely to be extended lockdown in 2024. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you want to support our work. We got a team of journalists. They're doing fact checking. They're researching. They're doing original reporting. We even have on the ground journalists and we want to do more. We need your support to do it. This, uh, this show I do here, it basically just allows me to market the website. Then when you guys sign up, we can hire these journalists. We can work on technology and, and uh, anti-censorship strategies. And that's how we fund all of this work. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. You'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of our podcast shows, notably TimCast IRL. And it is, it is greatly appreciated because we want, to, we want to change things. We want to make things better. We want to help regular people live their lives and be happy and find freedom. But don't forget also to like this video right here you're watching. Smash that, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's read this story from the Daily Mail. They report the Biden administration struck a $137 million deal to build a new factory in the U.S. to ramp up production of COVID-19 testing kits. But the new facility won't be completed until late 2024 at the earliest. This could even extend into 2025 unless you vote in the primaries. Millipore Sigma, a brand formed by Germany's Merck KGAA, will build a new factory in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's still good they're bringing jobs to Wisconsin, though, huh? The Defense Department announced as the U.S. hit a high record of 489,267 COVID cases on Wednesday. While the contract gives the company three years to complete the facility, it is not immediately clear when it will ramp up to full production, which is expected to pump out 83.3 million tests per month. Construction is expected to begin in the second half of 2022. And initial planning and preparatory work is already underway, a Millipore Sigma spokesperson told DailyMail.com. We estimate that the facility will be capable of providing lateral flow membranes in the latter, latter part of 2024. The individual said that the production of lateral flow membrane is critical for rapid diagnostic tests. 
that will not only help with COVID-19 detection, but also with any future public health emergencies. The deal is fueled speculation that the administration is predicting high rates of testing capabilities for coronavirus detection will still be needed several years down the line. Others have pointed out that the deal does not fix any immediate issues rising from testing kit shortages in the U.S., which has led to massive wait times at testing locations across the country. To put it simply, this does not alleviate any of the current problems. It is a long-term strategy for what they expect will happen in several years. So I'll put it this way. Maybe they know something. Maybe it's not political. Maybe they think that COVID is out of control. They can't get a handle on it. And that come 2025, they will need this facility. Because you got to understand, when they say this won't be ready and producing until late 2024, that means they're expecting to need this facility beyond 2024. This could mean they expect the pandemic to go into 2026. Do you think they're going to build this facility for a month? They're going to have an up and running. It took us three years to build, and now we just need it for one month, and then it'll all be over. No. But something could change. Late 2024, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis could be elected, and they could bang the gavel and say, no, it's time for freedom. But more importantly, regardless, this, it may end up being a facility we use. We may end up with uh, COVID tests. And even if a Republican comes in and ends the lockdown, we still may have we still may have COVID. This may be something endemic. So I'll put it this way. I believe the Democrats will exploit COVID endlessly, no matter what it is. Even Chris Hayes came out and said that maybe Omicron isn't as bad as we thought, more infectious, but they will exploit this for power. If COVID does become endemic, and it's a nasty bug, man. It's a nasty disease and uh, virus. We'll need tests. Okay. But I think the Democrats will be the ones to lock us all down and exploit this for their, for their gains. You know what I find fascinating is that AOC proposed with a Green New Deal effectively an end to air travel. Not, it was in, not, not that it was in there, but, but she was actually saying in their FAQs, like, we need to kind of move away from air travel. Now, all of a sudden, air travel is being effectively shut down with flights being canceled like crazy. You want to rent a car? There's like a $500 fee if you don't return it because people are renting cars and driving them one way because they can't get flights anymore. People still want to travel. And then all of a sudden you get Mark Zuckerberg and he says, metaverse. I don't think there's a grand conspiracy. I think we can all see the dominoes are being laid out. Mark Zuckerberg sees the dominoes falling and he says, everyone's going to go virtual. I want to own it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're going to say, worldwide market demand for lateral flow membrane exceeds supply. And there is limited production capacity in the U.S. Well, hey, at the very least, they're bringing factories back to the U.S., huh? The facility will expand Millipore Sigma's ability to manufacture nitrocellulose at the new facility that will support production of 83.3 million tests per month starting in 2025. Money for the project is allocated through the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan passed by Biden early in his presidency. It falls under the need to support domestic industrial base expansion 
for critical medical resources. It's probably the most constrained piece of technology in expanding capacity in making more of these over-the-counter or point-of-care tests, an official told Reuters. This amount they're going to produce is roughly equivalent to another billion over-the-counter tests being able to be made. Now we have this story from the Daily Mail. U.S. set world record 489,267 COVID cases in 24 hours as country risks grinding to a halt. Quote, incoming viral blizzard will make it hard to keep everyday life operating. I said this was going to happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'm wrong. People got mad at me. Tim's a pessimist. Tim's blackpilled, blah, blah, blah. I get it, man. I respect it. We don't want to feel this way. We don't want to think they're going to shut down our businesses again. When the pandemic started, we barely broke even. Well, maybe that's maybe that's wrong to say. No, I think that's fair to say. Um, in terms of our costs for this show, we got dangerously close to the red. And it's a privilege that I work in digital media and we were able to keep the company running. Uh, granted, a, a, a year and a half, almost two years ago, much smaller company than it was, only a few employees. And we made really good money. Don't get me wrong. But we were dangerously close to having a month or two where we were like, well, it's a good thing we have savings. But we're going to be fine. It's not a high production show. Things improved. But if the lockdowns hit, we are all affected much the same. Some are affected less than others. But I worry for you guys. I worry for the small businesses. I worry for the mom and pop shops. My company is digitally is digital production. And we work out of this facility. They, they don't, it's not going to get shut down. We have writers who can work remote. But here's what I know. We, we are all dependent upon each other. If they do grind everything to a halt, you guys will suffer. You're, you will lose your jobs. You will lose your homes. You will lose your businesses. You will lose your income. I know what that means for me. It means I lose my income too. And I'm worried about that for sure. I think we'll be okay for the most part, but it will restrict what we can do. The bigger problem is, are they going to take from you, small business owner, small business employee, send that money to Amazon, to Walmart, to Target. Yeah. Stripping away what little wealth the working class has. Wealth doesn't mean you're rich. Wealth is your assets minus your liabilities. So if you're someone who makes $50,000 a year and you own a $3,000 car outright and you have no debt, then your wealth is the cash in the bank, and the car you own, and maybe your, your net worth is $6,000. That's the reality for many Americans. When they take your job away and destroy your business, and you have debt, now you can't pay it, your wealth is diminishing over and over, like endlessly. When they put out these stimulus checks, and they destroy the, the monetary flow in this country, they are stripping away your buying power. I don't want to be right about that. But I said, based on things we saw a few months ago, I thought hard lockdowns would be coming to the U.S., now they're doing this. Joe Biden's preparing for a for a pandemic into 2025. They're saying an incoming viral blizzard will make it hard to keep everyday life operating. We had this viral tweet where guys like a year ago, I turned the lights off and left for 18 months. People didn't realize what was coming. Today, I'm doing the same thing again. Yeah, lockdowns. I would not be surprised. I think it's entirely possible. Let me show you a bit about what's happening around the world. We have this story that I mentioned. 
from August 16th, Queensland quarantine facility to be built by mid 2022. The signs are there. The logic is there. If Australia is building a facility that won't be done until mid next year, they expect the the pandemic to not only be going into next year, but to require more space, which means the pandemic will get worse. The lockdowns will get worse. And they will be prolonged. Take a look at what's happening in the Netherlands. They announce a plan to give people up to six doses of the COVID vaccine. Hugo de Jong, health minister of the Netherlands, has indicated the country could be preparing another three booster vaccines. De Jong wrote a letter to his country's parliament Wednesday suggesting the Netherlands should consider additional rounds of booster vaccines to fight new variants, with two of these in 2022 and another in 2023. Please, my friends. It is time to be like Scott Pressler. Do you guys know Scott Pressler? Tremendous work. He's going around and registering people to vote. In many places, he's got, he's flipping from a Democrat dominant uh, voter base to a Republican dominant voter base. You should be going out and telling your friends to vote. I fear for the narrative of fraud in the election because it's convincing people not to vote and it pisses me off. Look, man, you want to have an argument and debate? I talked with Steve Bannon. I get it. I've heard some stories. I have my concerns. But when you come out and tell people that the the elections are not legitimate or whatever, you are suppressing the vote. I believe you can win. You must go out. You must encourage people to vote. And it must be a landslide. Everyone you know, peacefully, with persuasion and resourcefulness, we should be saying vote local, state rep, state legislature, governorships, mayors, school board, comptroller primaries for Congress. And we can make that change happen. It's time to tell people to participate. Do not let them discourage you and tell you you've already lost. Because when people come out and they're like, oh, I I don't, I don't trust the elections, then what is your solution? To lay over? No. You keep forging ahead. Fine. If you want the, 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 the court cases to carry on and you want those answers and, and the investigations, by all means. But at the same time, here's what you can do. Talk to your neighbors and your friends and say, are you guys going to go vote in the primary? Here's what you should do. Find out when your primary is going to be for your local politicians, for your federal politicians, and tell all your friends as soon as possible, I am gonna, I'm going to pick you up and we're all going to go together and we're going to vote in the primaries. None. These people like Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, they get primaried and then you get someone else in. That's the way it works and it can work. Otherwise, we're going to sit back and we can see what's happening, not just in the U.S., around the world. And if you give in to the establishment, you will get this lockdown. It is no joke when I say life or death. It's no joke. How many people, uh, how many excess deaths have there been in the pandemic? How many people have taken their own lives? How many businesses have been destroyed? I know people have lost their lives due to COVID. It is a scary illness. I experienced it. But we cannot just destroy civilization out of fear. We need better leadership. We're not getting it. I don't think we'll get it from Trump. I got to be honest. Trump could have fired Fauci. He didn't do it. We're not going to get it from Burks. We're not going to get it from these Democrat governors. And I don't know if we'll get it from whoever ends up coming in. But I certainly think we have seen failure, abject failure across the board. In a letter, DeJong wrote, certainly because only half of a regular vaccine is needed for a booster dose of Moderna, we now have sufficient vaccines for the current booster campaign 
And there is ample basis for possible extra booster rounds in the second quarter and the autumn of 2022. The Netherlands has bought vaccine stock in bulk in order to avoid shortages. Now, look, you want to you, if you want to carry on with the vaccines, you want to keep getting them, just talk to a doctor. Don't take advice from me. But I think it's fair to say, regardless of whether or not you are you are you, whatever, whatever treatment you think is necessary for you, regardless of your political position, if you don't like the lockdowns, just know the establishment will make sure you feel them for years to come. From the New York Times, it's another tough day for travel, air travel, with more than 1,100 U.S. cancellations. This story from today, endlessly, endlessly, there's labor shortages. People are calling in sick. Airlines have been preparing for the holiday season for months, reviewing plans and readying reserves of workers, but that wasn't enough to mitigate the effects of the fast-spreading Omicron coronavirus and heavy snow and strong winds in the West. I wonder how many people How many people called in sick are just calling in because it's the holidays and they want the time off? I don't know. I actually think we've talked about it quite a bit. The newer variants of COVID are likely to spread, be more transmissible, less deadly, more transmissible. That's the trajectory of of a virus. So it stands to reason people are going to get it. In the winter, people stay indoors more. You get circulated air and people get sick. I get it. But if this is what's going to keep happening for four or five years, is this how we want to live our lives? I believe my principles. I believe you choose how to live your life. If you want to take a risk, you can take it. If I don't, I won't. If I'm worried about COVID and sickness, I won't fly. I won't go to the store. And if you're not worried about it, you should be free to do it. And that means there's risk. It means the virus could spread, but it doesn't. I I don't see how. They can take away other people's freedoms because they're scared, but that's what they do. That's authoritarianism, and I am sick of it. It's not just airfare. The Wall Street Journal says, looking to rent a car, expect higher prices, long waits, and slim pickings. I went to Austin recently. We had a crazy show. This was the past month, about a month ago. We went to, we rented a car in advance, and we got one. It wasn't ideal, but we got one. We went to wait in line, and it was like a 45-minute wait. And I said, okay, this, this line was going out the door. It was massive. I said, why don't we try something else? We actually had to sign up for a new service, buy their premium membership club, so that we could go to a smaller booth that had expedited service, and they were almost out of vehicles. And what's happening now is they're putting one-way fees on these vehicles. That means if you're going to drive from, say, New York to D.C., and you're like, well, can't fly, uh, can't take a train, I'll drive. They're charging you because you're leaving the car there. It's making it more and more difficult to travel. I find it interesting that, um, you know, AOC's Green New Deal was trying to restrict air travel, and now it's actually happening. I wonder how much of this is political. They're exploiting a crisis for political gain. Take a look at what's going on in Australia. This story from TimCast.com. Teen facing two years in prison. For violating COVID rules in Australia, the 19-year-old teen was arrested after visiting a nightclub in South Australia following a positive COVID-19 test. The teen now faces a maximum penalty of $20,000, a $20,000 fine or two years in prison. The statement from the local law enforcement said the 19-year-old went to a nightclub and did not quarantine after being informed by the South Australia public health system that he was positive for COVID-19. The teen was charged for failing to comply. Authorities said... He is out on bail and will reappear in court in February. 
South Australia Premier Stephen Marshall called the allegations very serious. If they're correct, I think this serves as a lesson to every single South Australian that they've got to abide by these restrictions. Otherwise, there are very heavy penalties. In a statement to local media, Loverboy, the nightclub that the accused teen visited, said the teen put 150 patrons, staff and families in harm's way. The nightclub has been placed on South Australia's health system's COVID-19 exposure sites. That's what lies for us, lies ahead for us in the future. I want to talk to you a bit about what comes after this. It's from Bloomberg, December 17th. Why bugs must be a bigger part of the human food chain. They're fine for snacking, but insect protein has its greatest potential as nutrient-rich, climate-friendly livestock feed. All right, I'm, I'm okay with that. You want to feed bugs to cows? Go for it. Chickens, they eat bugs. Y'all know I got chickens, right? It is a misconception among individuals that chickens eat corn or scratch. They do, they do. But I went to a, a, a you know, tractor supply farm store. They say this, the chicken scratch, which is like, you know, br- broken corn, cracked grains. It's more of a snack. Then you get what's called layer, which is protein. But uh, chickens like to go out and scratch the ground looking for bugs to eat. In fact, they eat mice. It's crazy. One of our chickens snatched a mouse off the ground and swallowed it whole. So if you want to feed livestock bugs, okay, I got no problem with that. I'll go to the grocery store. I will pick up that fine filet mignon and it will say 100% bug fed cow. And I'm like, okay, well, cows eat grass. Um, so maybe that's not completely appropriate. And we have more than enough grass for cows to eat. But for, for other, uh, you know, livestock we do end up eating like fish and chicken, they, they probably would enjoy eating bugs. Me, on the other hand, look, I got no problem eating bugs if I have to. You know, I, I recognize the way the, the world is, is. And maybe you've got to eat bugs. You want to survive in the wild? You're going to be eating bugs. But this is the future they have in mind. If we can grow bugs in large quantities, why can't we continue to grow meat in other large quantities? Have they, have they ever had the conversation that bugs also produce waste? They talk about how much water you need per cow. How much water do you need per bugs? If we're talking about pound for pound protein, then let, I, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I don't know. I don't know what, what the numbers are. But I'd imagine... If you have a ton of bugs, they're going to produce large amounts of waste. And if you have a ton of cattle, they'll probably produce large amounts of waste. Wouldn't the waste still be relatively comparable? Why eat bugs? Are they easier to grow? Do they require less water? Maybe that's the case. Regardless, this is your future. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the future that they have in store for you, for me, for our kids. You are not going to be traveling. You are going to be eating the bugs. You will be living in the pod. And you will be connected to the metaverse, where you will have meetings and people will be like, that travel will be a thing of the past. They're gonna, you're going you're gonna to plug into your metaverse, sit in your pod, and they're going to say, um, hey, you want to go meet at Mount Everest? And you'll be like, yeah, for sure. And then you'll click a button and then you'll just be there. And it'll be a simulated Mount Everest when you'll actually be in a, in a dank cubicle in a, 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 in a city smelling of sour milk. 
and you won't travel and you won't drive. There are European countries that want to ban private ownership of vehicles. We're, we're moving that direction. Now, eventually, we'll get Neuralink and we'll plug into our digital universe and that will be reality. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's fairly bad. I don't want to live in the matrix. I like base reality. At least what we think is base reality, because maybe we're already in the matrix. Who knows? As long as we can't see out of it, well, then we can only focus on the world that we live in. This is where we're going. I am not ignorant to the plight of the planet. I'm not ignorant to the dead zones in the ocean, the garbage patches. I'm not ignorant to fishery collapse or the windshield phenomenon. I genuinely believe humans are causing serious damage to this planet and destabilizing the ecosystem. I do not believe that what you do then is like lock everybody in the metaverse. I don't know, man. Let me, let me, let me have a real philosophical conversation with you guys. Let's say what they're saying is true. Something I asked Alex Jones. What if, what if what they're saying is true and the planet is overpopulated and it's dying and humanity faces extinction? Alex Jones said it's a good question and I, ask my, I, I think about that every day. And it is an important question. What if it is true? What's the solution? Bill Gates talks about reducing population growth because we're overpopulated. Is that wrong then? Now, it's one thing to, ha- to be authoritarian in how you go about doing it, to lie to people, to manipulate them and try and convince them not to have kids instead of just being honest and trying to convince them to not have kids. In that movie, Don't Look Up, it's about scientists who are like, this problem is happening. Why won't you listen? Therein lies the big challenge. What if they are right? And the planet is dying and all of these things we've heard about really are the demise of the planet. And we just don't believe it because we don't know who to trust. Would the ends justify the means? My answer is no, I don't believe so. I believe they should use their efforts to be completely honest about everything that's happening. And many of them have been. And uh, just stay the course. I don't believe the answer is lying to people. I don't believe the answer is hurting people. I believe we just need to get a hold on things. But I'm not going to pretend to have the answers. And worse still, when these people claim the end is nigh, but then buy beachfront property, I have to wonder if there's a real reason to trust them. And I don't. I wonder if they're just power hungry. I wonder if overpopulation actually has more to do with it is too difficult to control a large population. Maybe when they say overpopulated, what they're really saying is the extent to which an individual can control the system is 8 billion people or less. It's really easy for powerful elites to control smaller groups of people. So as the population expands, maybe what really happens is we become more decentralized and harder to control. That's a good thing. Elon Musk has the opposing view of Bill Gates. He says we need to have more kids. Otherwise, we won't be able to support civilization and it will collapse. Maybe he's right. In which case, why all this? Why, why push eating bugs? You are not earning fans or favor by telling people to eat maggots and crickets. Crickets don't taste good. They really don't. Maybe if you grow up eating them, you might like them, but they have an astringent taste. It is potent, to say the least. There are some bugs that I hear taste good. I'm not super familiar with the flavor of bugs. Apparently, cicadas taste like shrimp and have a similar consistency. Okay. Well, so long as you clean them up, I got no problem eating bugs. I got to be honest. Aren't, aren't shrimp bugs anyway? Aren't lobster bugs anyway? Or, well, not really, but the issue is, do you trust the elites, the establishment? I will tell you this. I, fee- I worry for this planet. I worry about being wrong, but I do not trust these people. When they come out and they say, we've got a deal for five years, you know, four more years of pandemic, I'm like, they're lying. 
when 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 Joe Biden said we're going to control this, he lied. And when they put forth one hundred thirty seven million dollars to build this factory, the only thing Biden should say to you is this pandemic will not end until beyond 2025. That's why we're investing in this. Otherwise, he's banking on you being dumb and not knowing what's going on. That's probably the case. I don't I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in this world where everyone are treated like chickens living in a chicken coop and the elites think they're smarter and better than everybody. It's just not true. They're not. They make the same mistakes, but they want power. They think they're smarter. They think they're better. They think they can save humanity and save themselves. But we've seen it time and time again. They can't, they won't, and they'll fail. We have this from Axios, a 2020, 2021 year in review. They show you the wave of all the stories in the news cycle. Parlor, really big early on. And I was looking at this chart. I noticed something that was confusing me. What is this? I'm like, is this Israeli elections? They care. Oh, crime. Crime was endlessly dominating the news. Crime is skyrocketing. Civilization is falling apart. You can see these stories, COVID surge, Liz Cheney, inflation. Inflation and crime. Inflation and crime are through the roof in the news cycle. Because our world is being torn apart. 2022 is going to be insane. Beware those who would seek to tear down anyone who is trying to stop the establishment machine. Shills are going to pop up, trolls. There's going to be, uh, you know, smears in the media. People who are challenging the establishment will get censored, gutted, and ripped apart. Beware. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all. We'll see you all then. Biden voters are finally starting to wake up, realizing the failed promises, the collapsing economy, the manipulations. In this post on Reddit, Lost Generation subreddit, this individual says that Since they reported the CDC is saying quarantine is now five days, not 10, they feel like it was all a big sham. It was the CEO of Delta. He came out and said, hey, can you guys lower the isolation period? And they're like, you got it, boss. And now they're like, wait a minute. Was this all a big trick? What's going on? Now, I'm not here to comment on the science because I can't do that. I can tell you, though, everything that's happened has just shattered people's confidence. I'll I'll tell you what bothers me. You see posts like this. Someone's finally waking up from the matrix. They're realizing that they were being lied to by the establishment and the media. And they get attacked for it. People on the right, not everybody, but enough, will mock them and say, ha ha, look how dumb they are. They're starting to realize. I, I don't say that. I say, I feel bad for this person. My response to them is, welcome to the fight. You've all seen the matrix, I'm assuming. Like, you know, when Neo wakes up and he's in that pod and he's got all the things sticking out of his arm. Imagine if when that happened, a bunch of people outside of the matrix started laughing at him. Look at you, you idiot. You, you actually thought that was real. You're so dumb. Why would you do that? I'm not saying everybody does it, but there's just people who gloat and they're like, ha ha, dumb leftist. You were an idiot. Now, look, I, I can look to these individuals who have these big, you know, histories, these Twitter histories where they're saying, you know, Trump is bad for this, that and otherwise. And then they come out later and they're like, I can't believe how wrong I was. I don't think you make fun of someone for that. But when you have someone who posts like, don't say F you to, to, uh, to the president, and then you look in their Twitter histories and they're like, F Donald Trump. It's like, okay, that I get. These are people who are trapped in the matrix. But you got to wake them up. So here's what basically happens. 
We have this report. The CDC is saying you can isolate for just five days because there's potentially false positives. This is breaking people's brains. Take a look at this from Breitbart. Establishment media cast doubt on CDC's shortened five-day quarantine guidance. Now, I can only say this. There is a story where the CEO of Delta said, hey, CDC, can you reduce the isolation period? And then 10 days later or whatever the CDC does. Does that mean that's why they did it? No, I think a lot of people think that's why they did it. But I don't I don't I don't I don't care to comment on the science. I can just point out the politics of the news stories. The media is now casting doubt. Twitter users are now mocking the CDC. The Daily Mail says the CDC says go out there and start licking people. Twitter users mock five day quarantine recommendation. So hold on there a minute. The left, desperate to maintain their narrative, is now anti-CDC? Yeah. Yes. You see, this is my complaint with all of it. When people say Tim Pool's a conservative because he criticizes the left, no, it's, it's not because I'm conservative, because I'm not. It's because I live in reality. That's it. I live in reality. You don't. Obviously, people watching do. You're watching a video like this. It's unfortunate that it's the case that we're mostly preaching to the choir. But when the CDC says something, I go, hmm, all right, well, you know, I'll take a look into it. And if they've got evidence to back it up in data, I'll say, well, you know, far be it for me to question, you know, the scientists or whatever, but I can question the policies. And that's one of the biggest challenges for me because there's a lot of science out there. There's a lot of conflicting science. And you will see political tribalism choosing the studies that pushes their narrative. I don't want to play those games. Sure, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people want to. I can't. But I can tell you about policy. You can come out and say all day and night, oh, you can get COVID, you can be sick. And I can still say then people need to assume the risks for, their, for themselves. To put it simply, the science could come out and say a lot of things. And my, my stance will, for the most part, always be, if I want to choose freedom, that's on me. If that comes with risks, that's on me. If you are scared, you can stay home. Don't lock down other people because you're scared, regardless of what the CDC is saying. And now here's what we get. The mainstream media, moderate left, uh, I shouldn't say moderates, I'm sorry, leftists, Democrat establishment types, they're now upset over this. They're mocking the CDC hypocrisy at its finest, but not everyone. Here's a, a Reddit thread. It reads, I voted for Biden. It was supposed to be the right choice for the country. Now what? Here's what they say. I'm done with the two party system and you should be too. The Republican Party failed us. The Democrat Party failed us. I'm done putting my faith in these politicians who fill their pockets with lobbyist money and pass omnibus bills that are 1% to our benefit, 9% to our demise and 90% to fill the pockets of politicians and companies backing the bill. Standing ovation. Okay, I'm not really standing, but bravo. F this ish. Biden was BS. Trump was BS. Obama was a facade for war crimes. George Bush was an effing joke. Every president as far back as at least Reagan has been a has been a part of a big <clears throat> circle of jerks. I'm going to I add that little little of in there for family friendly reasons. And now there are reports the CDC reduced the COVID-19 quarantine from 10 days to five days after a complaint from the CEO of Delta. I trusted the science. I trusted the government. I trusted Biden. And this is what I got. The government isn't trusting science anymore. The government is following corporations. Huh. You know, I'm not here to criticize. I'm here to just applaud and say, you've seen it. 
You've seen it. You're in the matrix and you see the crack and you're like, what's that? All of a sudden you're popping out. Yes, you are breaking free. I'm 35, soon to be 36. I've, I've been through this as well, man. I remember I voted for Obama, 2008. And I was like, maybe he is different. And I'm like, maybe he is the change. You know, because we, I, I was a teenager. I don't, what did I know about politics? All I knew was Bush was bad growing up in Chicago. And then, I, and then I'm like, you know, Joe, uh, uh, Barack Obama blows up kids. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought that was wrong. And then everybody who voted for him, they're just like, I don't care anymore. And that, that was a wake up call for me. The government isn't trusting science anymore. The government is following corporations. So now I feel like this whole pandemic is, a, is an effing sham and a money moving scheme that big corporations are using to crush small businesses. Mandates that hurt small businesses that we all have to follow because it's the science until the big corporations can just change them. Why not F this ish, man? I couldn't have said it better myself. Wow. There are some things I don't completely agree with. I don't think the pandemic is a sham. Why? Uh, I got covid I had COVID and it was brutal. It was brutal. It was scary. It was the worst illness I've ever had. I don't think that's a sham. I think that's real. But I will agree with my young friend here, assuming the individual is young, to be honest. I think it's being exploited. I think corporations are exploiting all of it. They're exploiting fear and panic. They're the government, Democrats, they're all exploiting this. And as much as I think Trump did well in many areas, he did miserably in many others. He should have fired Fauci. He should have fired Millie. He should never have hired John Bolton. I'm not going to sit here and pretend Trump was the greatest president ever. He's pretty good in some ways. The economy was booming. He was, he, was, he was bringing back manufacturing to the United States. These are all really, really good things and perhaps the best he could have done. So I say Trump did a pretty good job. He's not that bad. Pretty good in many areas. Sort of bad in some. But with the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the plan at least, big fan. Tried getting us out of Syria, big fan. Calling out what happened in Ukraine and Joe Biden, ooh, big fan. So if people say he's the greatest president we've ever had, I mean, that's a low bar for the United States. I think we've had some pretty good presidents going back. It's hard to go through the history of every single president, to be completely honest. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe Trump is up there. It's just, it's a low bar. I don't care about Trump. I don't care about, uh, uh, you know, just blindly supporting him. I just want sound policy and I want people to wake up. That's it. Wake up sheeple, right? That's the joke. Because this is what we get. Good on this individual. And many others are starting to realize what it means. We have the story from Breitbart. Establishment media casts doubt on CDC's shortened five-day quarantine guidance. The establishment media on Wednesday cast doubt on the CDC. Okay, they're just rehashing the title. After nearly two years of flip-flopping, coronavirus guidelines by the CDC and Dr. Anthony Fauci, the establishment media is alerting readers the latest quarantine revision is unacceptable. The New York Times published an article Wednesday to, the effect, uh, to that effect titled, Will Shortened Isolation Periods Spread the Virus? The article suggested the reduced quarantine standard from 10 to 5 days will increase infections around the nation while the Omicron variant is rapidly spreading. Quote, to me, this feels honestly more about economics than about science. Yonatan Grad, an associate professor of immunology and infectious disease at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, told The Times. Caitlin Collins, quote, it really had a lot to do with what we thought people would be able to tolerate. CDC Director Walensky says on why the CDC shortened the isolation period from 10, 10 days to five days if you're asymptomatic. Quote, I suspect that it will that it will do it, that what it will do 
is result in at least some people emerging from isolation more quickly. And so there'll be more opportunities for transmission. And that, of course, will accelerate the spread of COVID. The Times was not the only outlet to question the new CDC guidelines. The Washington Post also ran a piece entitled Worries that Omicron surge could lead to breakdown in essential services spurred new quarantine isolation rules. The Post interviewed Waled Walid Gilad, a professor of medicine at the University of Pittsburgh, who said the reduced quarantine guidance will increase transmission. There are people who are infectious and can transmit after five days. It's probably not the majority, but there are people. So by doing this, you are in effect encouraging people to engage in activities that could increase transmission. Galed even suggested disobeying the CDC guidance if one is able to do something differently than what the CDC says. The Associated Press's wire, which the LA Times chose to place on their homepage Wednesday morning, also headlined doubt upon the CDC's updated guidelines. CDC move to shorten COVID isolation causes confusion and doubt. The title reads, meh, what am I supposed to say? Am I, 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 let let me pause for a second. YouTube's rules. I got to say, I got to love it. YouTube's rules. I don't think YouTube has any functioning rules at this point. None of it makes sense. Their guidelines make no sense because the CDC has contradicted them because the experts have contradicted each other. And I'm sitting here like, yo, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know what you can or can't say about any of this. What if I come out and like the CDC is right. You should, even if you're positive, you should go out and end your isolation. Is that a violation of YouTube's rules? No idea. None whatsoever. I don't know. I don't know. Because they, they, they say that could be encouraging people to downplay COVID. The CDC said that for up to 12 days, you could still be positive for COVID. So they're reducing the uh, isolation period to five days, which means people who are COVID positive will be walking about. I got to be honest. Maybe the mainstream media is correct. Maybe the establishment corporate press is a better way to put it is correct. Maybe what we're actually seeing is that there are panicked Democrats who need a very serious pandemic to try and win in the midterms. Think about that for a second. So you have that post that says, you know, Delta CEO encourages this. What if it's not the Delta CEO? What if it's Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and, and midterm Democrats? You know, they're saying, look, if things lighten up, it's going to be bad for us in the midterms because the Republicans are going to say they were right. So how can we make things as bad as possible? Well, tell the CDC to have people who are COVID positive go outside and end their isolation. Maybe the corporate press is correct. I don't know. I can only tell you this. I believe in freedom. I don't think it matters what anyone is saying. Locking people down at this point, I believe, is wrong. And uh, mandatory vaccinations, wrong, period, across the board. People need to assume risks for their own life. Now, they're going to say the publication reported the revised guidelines were updated in relation to the business community's complaint that a 10 day quarantine is fueling labor shortages. Quote, the new guidance was issued amid warnings from the business community that the spike in cases could soon cause widespread staffing shortages because of workers being forced to stay at home. The AP wrote the decision is the right one based upon science, a lobbying group Airlines for America told the AP. Uh, yeah, Scott Adams has a, he, he's the Dilbert guy. He has a Dilbert comic where there's a dude on the phone being like, I can't come into work for two weeks. I have COVID. And the boss is like, you've used that excuse three times. And then the guy responds, asymptomatic pandemics don't come around that often. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How much do you want to bet flight cancellations at all of these different airlines were due to the fact that people were like, mm, probably have COVID, don't want to risk it, can't get mad at me, it's a pandemic. They wanted to spend the time with their families. They're calling in sick to, to spend time with their families. Think about it. Two weeks. You're under isolation, let's say 10 days. So right before Christmas, you're like, oh, oh no, oh geez, oh, I got COVID. And then you get New Year's Eve too. Look, this is limbo week. People aren't working. It's very difficult to work at a time when other people aren't working. Now, bless those brave souls that are still working, the Timcast crew, working diligently through the night. Okay, not, not literally through the night. Uh, some are to bring you the news and fact check and report. But a lot of people aren't working. And for the most part, a lot of people just get the time off. I think Tucker Carlson is off for the week or whatever. And I'm sitting here like a sucker. Like, why am I doing all of this work? Why am I working? Well, you know, I work, I work, I work. I'd love to take the week off and just chill, I guess. Well, I got, I got to be honest. I actually would despise that. I don't, I don't like taking time off. You know, I, I like talking about things and reading news. I, I enjoy it. It's fun for me. So when people aren't working, it's frustrating. So when I see labor shortages, when I see the system breaking apart, I'm like, this is going to make, this is going to, it's going to make it very difficult for everyone to work because we all rely on each other as a community for a variety of things. Now, truth be told, I do political commentary on news. That means very often I'm reading other news outlets or social media posts. When people shut down the social media and there's no conversation, I got to be honest, in a lot of ways, it is a good thing. In some ways, it's bad because if something bad's happening, we want to know about it. But of course, then it's harder for me to work. And I like working. I like reading. I like knowing what's going on. But truth be told, uh, again, we set up TimCast.com because now we're doing independent reporting and independent fact checking. So we don't have to rely on other outlets. Now, all that being said, and all that truth being told, the Daily Mail says, Twitter users mock five-day quarantine recommendation. Some people... Some people can't wake up from the, the matrix. There is a very funny post I referenced the other day where Lauren Boebert, she posted the Biden meme, you know, churning on a shop at a pressure. That's where Joe Biden was babbling on TV. She posted a joke about it and leftists were so clueless as to what it meant. They thought Lauren, Lauren Boebert just wrote something incorrect. They don't know. They don't know. They don't read. They don't pay attention. They're just a bunch of people sitting, sitting around in a circle, patting each other on the back. Not all of the left is like this, obviously. Many on the left like to make comics about, you know, QAnon and, 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 and people like that. And it's like, yeah, that's a small fringe group. But the reality is when it comes to the left, it's the rule, not the exception. On the right, it's the exception, not the rule. What that means is there are a few people on the right. There are small groups and they're crazy. And most of the people on the right are fairly moderate. And then you have the left. The establishment that believes everything, Jussie Smollett, the Covington kids, Russiagate, Ukraine gate. Man, how much crackpot BS did they believe and still believe? Imagine taking medical advice from the people who believed Jussie Smollett. That, to me, is the definition of insanity. You ever hear it? They say the definition of insanity is taking the same action over and over again and expecting a different result. 
That's the that's the internet's definition. The real definition of insanity is more like, you know, not being of sound mind or whatever. But um, I'd like to revise that definition. The definition of insanity is taking medical advice from the people who believed Jesse Smollett. There you go. So here's what you do. When you uh, when you go to your doctor, um, the first thing you should ask him is, did you believe Jesse Smollett? I'm kidding. I can't tell you about um, uh, what doctors know and don't know. I can tell you that I had a phenomenal doctor. Uh, the, the, I called I called it when I got covid. I called the hospital and they said, stay at home, stay in bed and good luck. And, you know, the survival rate is, is very, very high, but it is a very brutal illness. No joke. And then, you know, the story goes, I talked to Joe. Joe was like, no, 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 don't settle for that. You know, try and find a, a better doctor, call somebody. He, he explained to me what he got, why he got it. I didn't completely agree with, with his medical assessment at all. But uh, I, I kind of felt like, you know, I was wondering what Joe had gone through and what made him think, you know, he should get this, this monoclonal antibodies and, and all that other stuff. So I called a private practice and they were like, no, 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 we want to give you the, the kitchen sink treatment. And I was like, whatever you say, doc. Because my view on it was, if one doc says we'll do nothing for you, and the other doc says we've got treatment, and I, I, I'm like, okay, I'll take the treatment. You know what I mean? Didn't completely agree with it. But uh, that, that's, uh, anyway, you get the point, right? I, I can't tell you what a doctor knows and doesn't know because there are good doctors and bad doctors. I just think it's absolutely fascinating. The left seems to pick and choose. That's not me. That's, that's, that's not me. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come out and be like, today you should disbelieve the CDC and tomorrow you should believe them. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. And I've said it before. I can only, as a regular person who's not in the medical field, defer to the experts. I've had conversations with people who are doctors and I'm like, they're wrong about these things. Not in a medical setting. Like I know people who are, who are medical professionals and they'll say something and I'll be like, you need to look that up. Because that's not true. And they'll go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, these things happen as well. But at the same time, when, these, when I have these conversations, I don't go, I know more than a doctor. You think you're, I, I go, really? Is that true? Let me check that. And then if I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, wow, I was wrong about that. Yeah, that's why I defer to the experts. I don't call a plumber over to my house and then be like, I don't think you know what you're doing. Let me tell you. I'm like, no, I called the plumber for a reason. And guess what? We've had bad plumbers come out here. We've had we've had people come out and be like, everything looks fine. We've had HVAC people. And they're like, everything looks fine to me. And then they cut like two days later, the, the whole system's on the fritz. So we call a different company. They come out and they fix it. Look at these tweets. Cat herding science nerd at cat lady activist. Oh, geez. The CDC says that you can now run with scissors. Well, I guess the joke would be funnier if like, you know, big uh, the CEO of... Um, who makes scissors? Bick? I don't know. Uh, asked them to say you can run with scissors. All these jokes. The CDC now says a venti iced coffee and two ibuprofen is a balanced breakfast. Well, what is this? Who are these people that all of a sudden don't trust the CDC? She, her, pronouns in the bio. You can see that these are, these are leftist individuals. Okay. Do not listen to these people. I, I, don't, I don't know who has the... Un People are trapped in the matrix, man. I'm going to throw it back to this Reddit post. Bravo to Butterfly Chunks. That's the, uh, the, the username for being like, I see it. I see it now. I was wrong. This is what we need more of. This is honor and integrity. You're allowed to be wrong, man. You're allowed to be wrong so long as you're willing to be. You're, you're allowed to be wrong so long as you're willing at some point to op be open to the possibility. There are a lot of people who are wrong and they refuse to accept it. If you're willing to accept when you are wrong, then that's a good person and you're doing well. You know, and, and, and they always try to do these things. Look, I've been doing this show for several years now. 
which means you're going to easily find videos from the past where I say things that are often contradictory or seemingly contradictory. And yeah, because information changes, what I know changes, stories change. And that means I'll, I'll say something X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, three years ago, it was like A, B, and C. The, the best example is Second Amendment. I used to be more like, oh, there's some gun control. And then I had some arguments. Some logic was presented before me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, I, I got to change my position on that one. I think I was wrong about that. Jordan Peterson does it. There are a lot of issues as well where um, there may be a conspiracy theory and there may be a prescribed narrative around that conspiracy theory. And then three years later or two years later, the theory itself is a bit different or fractures into multiple theories to which I can say, I, I don't know much about this. I can't tell you more because the media has different stances or, or, or because I'll put it this way. There is not a unified worldview. Suffice it to say, I, tr I try my best to be uh, as honest as possible. It would be impossible to be completely honest. There are things happening behind the scenes, things that I can't talk about for people's safety, sources and information I can't reveal. But uh, I try to be as transparent as I can be. We read Super Chats on Timcast IRL, even when they're disparaging. And sometimes we don't read all of them because sometimes I don't know what they're about. I'll put it this way. I want you to be empowered. I don't care about having any power over you. So you can criticize me. You can be mad at me all you, all you want. That's fine. I don't care. If the goal is to empower you to see, the, see, to see reality and to live a better life, I'm happy with it. If the goal is to take power from people, manipulate and control them, not a good idea. The ends don't justify the means. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Second CNN producer is arrested for misconduct involving... Juvenile victims resigns just one week after top producer for Chris Cuomo was fired for other allegations of crimes against children. We're getting demonetized, folks. It's just the end of the year. Um, I'm so excited for this weekend. I hope you're having a great holiday, a great limbo week, as it were. It's a holiday week. Uh, I'm just having a good time. Last night, Tim Cast IRL, we got uh, we got breaking news. Ghislaine Maxwell, she's been found guilty on trafficking underage girls. And uh, we just we just accepted it. And um, uh, a lot of people have sent me messages about the opening line, which I thought was fun, where I, I read the headline about Maxwell and just said, we're getting demonetized. Take it away, Luke. And Luke just erupted. And he's like, all of these people, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, Maxwell, like it's all getting covered up. It is all getting covered up. So um, I have resigned myself to this video will be very heavily demonetized and censored. But this story is extremely, extremely important. So please, if you support the work that uh, we've done here throughout the past year, if you support this video, please share it. Please share this video. Share these stories. Become a member at TimCast.com to help support us. I'll, I'll tell you guys, the, the first few months of the year, January and February, are brutal for media organizations. But um, because we're member supported, we're more resilient. We're going to be able to talk about this, cover this. This is a CNN producer arrested for some really, really dark stuff. The second one in a short amount of time. And the reality is Project Veritas uncovered this. The media has been relentless in smearing James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. But let me tell you something. James O'Keefe exposed the cover-up of the Epstein story, leaked video of a journalist at ABC saying we had the story on Epstein. They wouldn't run it. Thank you, James O'Keefe. This producer working for, I think, Jake Tapper 
a sick, sick criminal man, uh, allegedly. I want to be make sure we're, we're being clear on innocent until proven guilty. But these allegations are very disgusting and serious. James O'Keefe, the work they do is invaluable. And the media would lie and smear them. Uh, why? Because they don't want anyone actually speaking truth to power. These news organizations that we have seen um, over the past several years, over the past decade or even longer, are demure to the state. They, they, they um, give them what they want. You get a State Department guy and I'll be like, you can't release that story. Here's why. And they go, you got it, boss. James O'Keefe doesn't do that. Now, to be fair, no organization is perfect. And I'm sure there are instances where James is put in tight spots where they don't have the legal ability to, to, to challenge. Going up against billionaires is not always the easiest thing. But I, I, I do uh, trust Project Veritas. And I think when you have a keen eye for looking for fake news and stuff like that, you can see where Veritas is not perfect, but where they do really, really well and where they've exposed some of the most important stories we've ever seen. Now, there are a lot of people involved in the Maxwell uh, exposing uh, Epstein and Maxwell. Project Veritas played a very massive role in showing the media cover up of this, and it goes well beyond that. And I wonder why there was a media cover up. I wonder why the FBI had this evidence and uh, they sat on it. I wonder why they're resealing things. Could it be that there are people, I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying a grand conspiracy, but could it be that there are people in high level positions who have a lot to lose? The Daily Mail reports, the top producer for Jake Tapper has been arrested as part of a criminal investigation into allegations of misconduct involving juvenile victims just weeks after another CNN producer for Chris Cuomo was fired over similar allegations. I mean, these are these, these allegations are so serious. That's why I say I've resigned myself to this video being demonetized. There's no way that we can we can we can talk about this and YouTube's going to be like, hey, that's fine. No. And I got to be honest, I don't necessarily blame them. Now, the censorship I'm not a fan of, but saying like, we don't want ads on this because of what the CNN producers are accused of doing. I'm like, I hear you, man. Look, we've got ads for like Tales from the Inverted World, the book we released. I'm not going to run it on certain content. You know, it, it's 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 meant to be family friendly. So I don't blame, you know, like a toothpaste company for being like, please don't associate me with these shows anymore. But that being said, let's see if these advertisers stick with CNN. And I mean it. Are you still going to advertise on Chris Cuomo's show, knowing what his, what his producer has been accused of? Are you going to advertise on Jake Tapper's show, knowing what his producer has been accused of? It's an important question. And the issue I, I take with it is innocent until proven guilty, meaning I don't think it's fair outright to just throw it all out until we have definitive proof, until we've had a, a jury say it's true. But I do think it's fair to operate under the assumptions that under the preponderance of evidence. What I mean by that is I've, I've often talked about how I favor bail reform. I do not believe the state should be locking people up who are presumed innocent. However, if there's like a video of a dude doing something like like hurting people, well, then you get remanded. My point is that there are many people who probably should be released who are being held without bail or because they can't afford it. And there are many people who should be held, who should be remanded, who aren't. Violent criminals should be in prison longer. And most criminals, nonviolent offenders, should not be in prison nearly as long or in prison at all. But it's hard to know what the answer is. I think we should we should err on the side of freedom, the presumption of innocence and the Second Amendment. So you won't be a victim. With that being said, We've seen the texts, we've seen witness testimony, we've, we've heard the voices of these individuals, and it, stand, it sounds to me there's a preponderance of evidence enough for me to say, we're not going to destroy, you know, we're not going to lock these people up permanently, 
But we are going to say, why don't we step back and assess? If you're an advertiser, you should be saying to CNN right now, I understand allegations. We're going to stand back and assess. Now, I know there are some circumstances in which cancel culture, you know, advertisers pull out of shows. I'm not talking about someone doing edgy comedy or saying a naughty word 10 years ago. I'm talking about two people who are accused right now of engaging in extreme criminal activity that borders on atrocities when you do these things to children. That being said, I think it would be appropriate for businesses to just say, yeah, we're going to we're going to walk away from this one. But I'm not convinced. I'm not entirely convinced. We'll get demonetized for simply talking about it. No joke. But CNN, the shows where these guys were working are fine. That's how YouTube works. YouTube will monetize all of the work of these producers without question. So let me just stress this. If you are advertising on those shows, you know, you, you need to explain something about this. You need, I, I don't want to blame an advertiser for like, look, man, we want to sell ice cream cones. I don't know about this. I can respect that to a certain degree. But I think it's important to point out these are producers on these shows. And if we are going to get demonetized, what does that mean for your affiliation with them? Maybe it just means YouTube shouldn't be demonetizing anybody and people should be innocent until proven guilty across the board. These guys, based on the allegations and the evidence we've already seen, I believe remand is totally acceptable. Of course, I'm pretty sure they're not being remanded, even though they are disgusting, violent offenders. They're going to say Fairfax County, Virginia police have launched a probe into serious allegations involving potential juvenile victims and that detectives assigned to the child exploitation squad of the major crimes bureau are leading the investigation. Here we have this guy, former CNN producer John Griffin of uh, Stanford. And then they uh, I guess it says their, their caption is incorrect, but this is one of the guys who's been arrested. Jake Tapper's the lead pictured the CNN program where former producer Rick Salibi worked before he was forced to resign from the network earlier this month. I want to be I want to be a reasonable person. I want to stop these 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 insane criminals. I want to know about who was involved with Epstein and Maxwell. We're not getting that justice. That bothers me. I don't want to be unreasonable. Jake Tapper, did he know about this? I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Did Alec Baldwin intentionally shoot that woman? Maybe he didn't. But I got to say right now, there should be some questions asked of, of the CNN staff about what they knew. And that's just a normal investigation. And they can get their lawyers and they should. You never talk to cops in these investigations and have their lawyers answer the questions. And we can try and figure out who's involved and, and how, how deep this goes. It may very well just be two producers at CNN were involved in doing things like this. But, you know, I got to tell you, man, where there's smoke, there's fire, as the saying goes, right? It's not an absolute. Sometimes there's smoke and it turns out, oh, you know, it was a firework and there's no fire. Sometimes you see smoke and you ignore it. And then a building collapses, something like that, right? In this capacity, we should be having law enforcement ask some questions. I'm not saying indict these guys. I'm not saying shut their shows down. I'm saying we should be now opening that door and saying we need to take a peek. I believe this should be enough for a standard search warrant. I believe in I believe in due process. I believe in innocent until proven guilty. And also the Fourth Amendment says you are free from unreasonable search and seizure. If they get a, a warrant, and I mean a real one, an adversarial one, then by all means, then then they should have that investigation. Now here's what I love. From the Daily Wire. Quote The single biggest misconception is that we are lying. CNN contributor. Well, maybe they're right about this. Maybe CNN isn't lying. Maybe they're just so dumb that they're getting things wrong. 
I'd like to see any one of these personalities at CNN address what has happened at their network, but they won't do it. I don't know, man. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers and be the arbiter of morality. I understand sometimes you can't speak about things. This is, this is true. This is true. If you're involved in a legal proceeding, you can't talk about it. You can't. So with these guys getting arrested, CNN's probably like, oh, you know, we can't, you know, we, 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 we can't be engaging in a, in a way that people probably want to hear. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way society works. I'd love to live in this utopian world where we can just be honest about everything all the time. But as long as there are dishonest people, they will manipulate what you say and it will be held against you. So trying to be honest, sometimes it, backf it backfires. This is why when it comes to a good example is uh, Carl Benjamin, Sargon of Akkad, and his lawsuit with Akilah Hughes. Akilah went on Twitter and was just tweeting like crazy, talking all the smack. Carl said, I can't talk about it, guys. I'm sorry. And everyone wanted to know what was happening. Carl won. And then he filed a suit for uh, legal fees. He won that too because he kept his mouth shut. I don't like CNN at all, but they shouldn't be just walking and talking with law enforcement. They should have lawyers dealing with this. As much as I think these guys are likely, I, I believe them. I believe it's, uh, um, I believe they're probably guilty. I also think it's fair that we get evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. But I love this. To claim they're not lying. The two biggest misconceptions about the legacy media are that we are lying and that they manifest political bias. According to CNN's reliable sources, the media's bias actually benefits the people journalists are biased against, the show insisted. The single best misconception is that we are lying, guest Mara Schiavo Campo told host Brian Stelter on Sunday's episode, which tackled alleged common myths about the state of American journalism. What I love about CNN's reliable sources is that it's named reliable sources, but is in fact one of the least reliable sources in news. There is a lot of media mistrust. She said accurately. Shiavo Campo said she frequently encounters media misconceptions when I'm at a cocktail party. I hear this all the time. And here's what I would love to correct about the misperception. We are human. We make mistakes. But she added that, what, uh, that most often when people point out examples of the media's lies, what they're pointing to is an example of a mistake, not an intentional lie. Neither she nor Stelter addressed 60 Minutes reporter Sharon Alfonsi accusing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis of corruption, then editing out the substantive part of his response, which refuted her allegation. Is that lying? Yes, it is. Now, to be fair, is it lying or is it ignorance? Mistakes. That's the point they're making. Are they just wrong? The thing about a lie is that it's intentional. So when people would come out and say, Donald Trump lies all the time, and I'd be like, well, he does. He does lie a lot. But what you're accusing him of lying about is actually him just being wrong. It's a big difference. One has malice, one doesn't. By all means, if someone is wrong a lot, maybe you shouldn't vote for him. But maybe the truth is, many people on the left and who vote Democrat weren't watching the news. They don't even know that Joe Biden said true nanana shaba to pressure. Yeah, I don't know what that word is either, but Joe Biden said it. They don't know that because they don't watch the news. They don't watch his speeches. We do. And we hear him say bad calf care. And then someone puts it on the Internet like, what is this? If the left watched a speech from Joe Biden, they'd say, huh? But they don't. The journalists translate for him. Is that a lie? Yes, that's intentional. I talk about this so often. Joe Biden will come out and he'll say something like, and even the right does this too. 
right-wing news outlets. He'll go, you know, we need a, we, we got to we get it. We, uh, health, healthcare, got to, you know, got to, uh, healthcare reform, man. And then the journalists will write, Joe Biden called for healthcare reform. And I'll be like, no, he didn't. I have no idea what he said. He muttered garbled gibberish. Or they'll actually take quotes and he'll say something like that. And they'll put a quote. Joe Biden said, quote, come on, man, we got to get health care reform. And I'm like, he didn't say that. He said, sure, not a shot at a pressure, better calf care. But what happens is because people don't want to write down a quote full of ellipses and corrections, they just translate for him. Is that lying? Yes, it is. If Joe Biden says, come on, man, you know, we got to get uh, we, we got, uh, you know, health care and, uh, and the thing. Write that verbatim. That is what he said. And when people who are reading your outlets go, I don't understand this. What is this? You can add a blurb saying, editor's note, we understand this is illegible, but it's a quote from the president. We don't know what he meant either. But these journalists lie. They're a, they're a gatekeepers. They filter the gibberish garbage. Mistakes are not always innocent, Stelter said. Shiavo Campo asserted, we do not have malicious uh, mistakes are almost always innocent, Stelter said. No, they're not. They're, it's lazy. It's incompetent. And if you make these many, this many mistakes, you should resign. Neither mentioned CNN contributor Reza Aslan, who suggested he'd like to punch 16-year-old Nick Salmon in the face during his viral standoff with left-wing activist Nathan Phillips. It wasn't a standoff. Even the Daily Wire should have phrased that better. They should have wrote when Nathan Phillips got in his face. Honest question. Have you ever seen a more punchable face than this kid's? It's disgusting. CNN continued enumerating the common lies and errors about the media, with Shavo Campos saying another big misconception about the legacy media is that reporters suffuse their coverage with their own political bias, which they do. And Brian Stelter is one of the best examples. So in my view, when we do have a political bias, it's the other view that actually benefits from that because we're trying to counter our own human impulses, blah, blah, blah. It's very interesting, replied Stelter. That's why I say it's one of the least reliable shows, because they spew this garbage. They obfuscate. They make it more difficult for regular people to understand reality. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're going to say, CNN has systematically purged every contributor who expressed the view of the 78 million Americans who voted for, uh, on the, who voted for the Republican ticket last November. After the firing of former, first, uh, former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum in May, nearly half of CNN's remaining Republican commentators endorsed Joe Biden in advance of the 2020 election. Amanda Carpenter, S.E. Cup, Charlie Dent, and Navarro, Ohio Governor John Kasich, and anonymous author Miles Taylor. The network's latest hire, Alyssa Farah, has also been highly critical of Donald Trump. Instead, CNN host Don Lemon said everyone who voted for the, for the Trump-Pence ticket voted to associate themselves with Nazis and the KKK. He featured no opposing viewpoint. Stelter and Chavo Campo went on to address why CNN often does not cover stories that have already circulated on social media. Verification takes time, we replied. Timcast.com has scooped several outlets. We're a news outlet. We have like 10 people and we have scooped several outlets. I'm not saying that to disparage any of them. I'm just pointing out 
we don't get that many scoops. So when we do, it's like, yes, we're a new news organization. We have, a, we have, I think, 10 or so writers working on various stories, doing original reporting, sourcing quotes. And yes, there is aggregation involved, meaning we see stories and we'll put highlights and then link to other stories as well. We do all of it. Verification takes time. But for CNN to be behind the times, then drop a story to me is nuts. No, we'll just put it up. That just says right there that CNN's chasing the clicks. They don't want to be behind the cycle. I don't mind being behind the cycle. I want to make sure people get facts. And I got to fact check CNN's garbage. Well, I'd like to show you some satirical articles, articles from the Babylon Bee, because the Babylon Bee is, is absolutely brilliant. These are, these are some of the, uh, these, are, these are artistic geniuses. I'll put it that way. The Babylon Bee, again, satire says, after conviction for trafficking, Ghislaine Maxwell announces new job at CNN. Oh, bravo. Absolutely bravo. I, I would, I would give you, I'll give you a figurative standing ovation, Babylon B. That one hits it out of the park. And then we have this one. Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced to 10 unsupervised minutes with Hillary Clinton. Oh, absolutely. Everyone give a round of applause to the genius that is the Babylon B. They nailed it. Getting a job, announces job at CNN. Yeah. Yeah, we know what's going on over there, huh? I'd like to see some good, a good investigation. I'd like to see more evidence. And um, if it leads to that place, I'd like to see that conviction. Meanwhile, I'll be, I want to be fair and reasonable and point out there are a lot of crazy conspiracies about the elites and, you know, and what they're doing to children and all that stuff. Pizza parlors. Yo, the problem with conspiracy theories is that they draw a conclusion too quickly and it's probably wrong. When I try making predictions based off things happening today, I always try to acknowledge probably wrong. Why? If there are two possibilities before me, and then after each of those, they have two possibilities themselves and so on and so forth, it's an exponential growth. And if you try and look down six months in advance, the probability that the one path you're looking at becomes the right path is microscopic. So predictions, I think, you know, it's crazy to try and make them. I think it's fair to say that we could be wrong about a lot of these things and that we have to just accept what we have going on in front of us. Too many of these media outlets play dirty games. They lie. They manipulate. They try and make it seem like the work we do as independent journalists is um, intentionally misleading or wrong. Here's what I'll say to this. When it comes to CNN, they get things wrong in the present. The Covington kids, wrong. Russiagate, wrong. Jesse Smollett, wrong. What do we do? We get things right. Our predictions aren't always right. In fact, they're very often wrong. But our reporting of what's happening is fact-based. We make mistakes, absolutely. And we correct those mistakes. Sometimes I see articles on TimCast.com and I'm like, the framing is, is imperfect. Like, that should not be the way we frame this story. Because it'll, it'll be a biased framing. You know, we had one article and it said, you know, Joe Biden criticized for doing this. And I said, no, 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 no. We don't report on him being criticized. The same as we don't report on him being praised. We report he did the thing. We tell people what that thing was, and then we can show whatever the response is after the fact. Framing is important, and that's why with the new uh, Truth and Media Foundation, not only are we, gonna, are we, not only are we fact-checking, we're going to be frame-checking, because we're going to look at articles and see how they framed the story to see if it's misleading or not. So anyway, look, I want to see the truth in these outlets. I don't think they're interested in them. I think you know that from me. You watch my content. I'm very critical. I think you can criticize independent media all the same. But I do think we work really, really hard. I'm going to leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.